Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. I don't want to miss anything. Last time we talked about the sin nature, and I believe all of us understand that we were born with this sin nature and that was verified through scripture through um psalms 51 5 psalms 58 3 and ephesians 2 1 and 3 we went over those scriptures to verify that we do we did have a sin nature and a sin nature is um it impels us to sin it controls us when you are not born again that nature um, will compel you, when, will impel you to commit sin. But tonight I want to talk about how do we get rid of this sin nature. Now the reason why I'm going over this step by step because people that are not born again, they need to understand what happened and um, who it happened with. We know it happened through Adam. Adam was disobedient to God, him and Eve, and sin came into the world through one man. And because of sin, death came. And we know the wages of sin is death. Amen? So how do we get rid of this sin nature? Go with me to Romans 6, 6. And I think some of us have heard this before, but we're going to go over it again so all of us will be on one accord. Romans 6, 6. Now, remember that sin nature is a nature in un, um, people that are not saved. It is nature is a nature that's in sinners that impels them to sin. But Romans 6, 6 says, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Let me read it again. Romans 6, verse 6, knowing this, this is what you got to know, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So we were in bondage to sin because of that sin nature. And because of Jesus Christ, because of what Jesus done on our behalf, the old man was crucified with him. That sin nature was crucified with him. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you no longer have that sin nature. That nature in you that um, controlled you, that compelled you to sin. Everybody got that? Let me read it again. Knowing this, this is what you got to know as a born-again believer. That old man, that's that old man, that sin nature... That was, that old man was crucified with him, that was crucified with Jesus, that body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So through Jesus Christ, through what Jesus done, that old nature, that sin nature, that old man was crucified. Now y'all know anything that's crucified is what? It's dead. It can't be brought back to life. It is dead. Let's get another scripture. Colossians 2. Verse 11 through verse 12. Colossians 2, verse 11 through verse 12. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. So what this is saying, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. This circumcision that they're talking about is in the spirit. It's not a natural circumcision. 
Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sin nature. So when we came to Christ, a circumcision was done, but not by a physical procedure, not by, you know, hands, not by the natural means. It was a spiritual circumcision. Verse 12, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to the new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So let me talk about circumcision. In the Old Testament, God made a covenant with Abraham. And that covenant with Ab- in that covenant with Abraham, everybody that was born um, males had to be circumcised. That means there's a cutting away of the foreskin of males. Y'all know when uh, male children are born, they cut away that foreskin. When you cut something away and you cut it off, what is it going to do? It's going to die. It's no longer alive. It's what? It's dead. So when they did that circumcision, it was a part of a covenant that was made between God and between them. So when we look at um, Leviticus 12, 3, this verifies that. He said, on the eighth day, the boy, the flesh of his foreskin must be circumcised. So this is what God did for every male that came forth. They had to be circumcised, and that made them a part of the covenant with God. So this is what happened. What Jesus is using this is to let us know that the circumcision that happened to us was in the spirit. It was not a natural circumcision. Everybody got that? So when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that uh, sin nature was cut away. It was done away with. That means it was dead. It's no longer alive. It can no longer attach itself. Because it is dead. That's what that verse is saying. Now, another thing I want to share is, I wasn't going to share it, but I have to because it's in this verse. So we understand when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sin nature. So that sin nature was cut away spiritually. This was a spiritual thing that had happened. It was cut away. It's done away with. It is dead. It is gone. So the reason why I'm telling you this, because you're going to understand why Christians still sin if the sin nature is gone. If that nature is gone that compelled you, that controlled you um, to sin, then why are we sinning? We're going to talk about that in another time. But I want to go into verse 12 in Colossians 2.12. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. Now, when we look at that verse of scripture, I can't um, skip it because we're going to have um, water baptism in here on Tuesday nights for people who want to be um, water baptized. But this verse 12 is not talking about water baptism. And you got to understand when you're in scripture what the scripture is saying just because you see baptized that don't mean by water this is baptized in to christ when we look at hebrews 6 verse 2 hebrews 6 verse 2 and it talks about in hebrews 6 verse 2 of the doctoring doctoring of baptisms so it's more than just one baptism and i had to bring that in here because when um, they were talking about for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, that's not talking about water baptism. That's talking about being baptized into the body of Christ. Who baptized you into the body of Christ? It is the spirit of God that baptizes you into the body of Christ. Why did I put that in there? Because some people say that if you don't get baptized, if you don't go up under that water um, when you die, then you're not going to go to heaven. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because you do not have to go up under water to say you're saved. You are baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But going up under that water is symbolic. It's identifying who you are now that you're in Christ. That old man is dead you coming up with a new nature in Christ Jesus. So people get that mixed up and say if you're not water baptized, you can't be part of the church. You can't um you're not saved unless you're water baptized. That's a lie. 
So I had to put that in there. And I'm going to give you scriptures to back it up. Hebrews 6, 2 tells us that there are doctrines of baptism. I want to verify that. So that means it's, it's more than just one baptism. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. I'm breaking it down. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. That one spirit is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what baptizes us into the body of Christ, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into that one spirit. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. That means you identified as being part of the body of Christ. That's what that means. Another scripture that verifies that is Romans 6, 3. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, Jesus were baptized into his death? So I gave you 1 Corinthians 12, 13, Romans 6, 3. There is another baptism as well. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm not going to go into that because I'm telling you about the doctrine of baptisms. So when you know all of this and somebody come up to you and say, said, are you saved? And you say, yes, I'm saved. I'm born again. Well, have you been baptized? You can say, yes, I have been baptized. Well, did you go up under the water? You say, when I got saved, I was baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. The body, the water is only symbolic for me identifying that I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It's identifying his death, burial, and resurrection. When you do not know the difference, people will have you in error. The Bible tells you um, about these different baptisms, but if you don't know what the Bible is saying, you're going to go on what somebody else is saying, and then you're going to tell somebody else something that's not right, and that's the spirit of error. So we want to make sure we understand this, and the reason why I'm putting this in here is because that sin nature that we had, before becoming born again, that sin nature controlled us. It ruled us. And how did it rule us? When the law was spoken. See, this is a lot of stuff, y'all. This is why back in the Old Testament, God had to give them his laws, his standards, his way of doing. Why? Because they didn't really know they were sinning. When the law came, that's what brought sin to life. But without the law, sin was dead. They didn't even know that they were committing sin. But when the law told them not to do something, that's when that sin nature in them compelled them to do what the law told them not to do. And this is why the Israelites had Moses to go before them because they were scared to speak to God because they knew if they broke anything, they would die. So Moses stood in the gap just like Jesus is standing in the gap for us. So when you know all of these things, and I'm trying to bring it all together, and I'm not trying to confuse you, but the more we get into it, the more you're going to understand the way that God done things in the old and the way they're done now in the new. So getting back to where we were, I don't want to miss anything. So we see we went over dealing with the sin nature and what happened to that sin nature. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, that sin nature is dead. It has died. It is no longer alive. You have a new nature in you, a new nature. And that new nature comes from God. It is in your spirit. Amen. So the next question is, why do, well, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Here's another one. Everybody know this one. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So being that you are in Christ, being that you are born again, you have a new nature on the inside of you. Old things is that old nature have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Because of the new nature that's in you. You cannot have two natures in you. You cannot have that sin nature and the nature of God, the, the spirit of God in you. 
You cannot serve two masters. Why do y'all, do y'all think God is going to allow you to have sin, a sin nature in you and God hates sin? That's why Jesus done away with sin. Some people are saying that the reason why you keep on sinning is because of that nature that's in you. That nature has died. That nature was crucified. When something is crucified, it is dead. So the question is, if this sin nature is dead and I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, then why do I keep on sinning? Because you choose to. Because you don't know who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus. The main thing is your mind has not been renewed. The more you renew your mind to who you are, now that you in Christ Jesus, you will recognize that you are no longer up under sin's dominion. You are no longer a slave to sin. Why? Because you have a new nature in you. You're controlled by the spirit of the living God. Let me give you an example. When you go back to the beginning in Genesis, God created them, spirit, soul, and body. Everything about them was perfected. It was perfected. But what happened to that nature? They allowed temptation to come in through that serpent in that garden. And that serpent began to tempt Eve. He began to set her eyes on something that God told her not to eat. And as he kept bringing um, the, uh, turning the word upside down, deceiving her, what did she do? She set her eyes on what God told her not to do. And she ended up eating fruit from that tree, gave to her husband, which he knew was wrong. He ate, and then both of their eyes was open to what? A sin nature. This is what happens to us. Even though you are born again, you still can be tempted by sin. If you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, then all you knew was your sinful ways. So even though that sin nature is dead, it left behind some habits. Everybody in here, I believe you got some habits. Some of us got some stubborn habits. Some of us got some rebellion, rebellious habits. Yeah. Because we was born with them. Come on, if all your life, if, you, if your mind was set on what your parents told you, even though it was not true, They told you a lie. You build upon that lie. So once you got born again, guess what? Those lies, even though the sin nature is left, it left behind some habits. It left behind some way of doing, some way of thinking, some ways of being. So if you do not renew your mind, that's why the Bible says, Romans 12, 1 and 2, it tells us to make our bodies a living sacrifice, but it tells us by the mercies of God. By the grace of when we know what God has done for us, we will make our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable service. This is our act of worship. So when we know what God has done for us, we're not going to be conformed to this world. We're going to be transformed, changed by the renewing of what? Our minds. When you renew your mind, then you will know, then you will prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. If you never renew your mind according to this word, even though you say you are born again, you're going to live like a heathen. You're going to do what the world is doing and you know it's not right because you have the Holy Spirit in you convicting you of righteousness. But you're turning more to the world than you're turning to God because you're not in the word of God. Anything you set your mind not to do, you will not do it. How do I know Christian folks? Go to the physician and he tell you if you don't quit eating pork chop, you may not live to see another birthday. You go in your freezer, you giving away the pork chop. You don't want to look at pork chop. Pork chop making you sick. It disgusts you and you don't want it no more. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Because man told you you're going to die. And you quit it just like that. But some people say, it's just too hard for me to quit doing what I'm doing. I love me some, some of that man. I just love him to death. And that's what you're looking at, death. I 
just loves how he smell, how he look, and how he just wind me and dine me all the way to hell. When you know who you are, now that you're in Christ, when you know that you have a new identity, when you know that you have been crucified with Christ, And it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. You ain't going to want to do the same things you already done over and over and over again. You don't. Why is it that we hear man more than we hear God? Because we trust man more than we trust God. The more you renew your mind according to this word, that's how you're going to live. I have learned this for years. I remember I love me a Pepsi, y'all. Ooh, Pepsi. I just loved them Pepsis, but them Pepsis didn't love me. So I had to make up my mind to quit drinking those Pepsis. I made up my mind I would not drink another Pepsi. I didn't like sodas. Every now and then I may have me a little ginger ale, but I do not mess with them no more. Why my mind is made up? Did my flesh cut up? Yes, it did because it was used to having it. Your flesh will cut up when you take from your flesh what it don't want. It's going to cut up for a while, but after a while, it's going to settle down because it's going to know I can't have it. So when you make up your mind to live according to this word, to do what this word is doing, and y'all, it's not a grievous to do it either. God's word, God's laws are not grievous. When you love his law, You love his law because you love him and you love him because he first loved you. And when you know how much he loved you, you're not going to do anything to this body because it's his body. Adonai is your master. He is your Lord. So you're not going to allow anything to go into this body that's not right. See, what sin is trying to do is trying to come from outside in because sin ain't no longer a part of you. It's not inside you. It's coming from the outside. Now, y'all don't get it. So I'm going to say this over and over again. The more you get the word in you, you ain't going to want to do what you do. You can stop listening to stuff you're listening to when you make up your mind and you turn it off. Oh, I know I'm speaking right. Get a bad report from a doctor. Get a bad report from a lawyer that tell you if you don't quit stealing, you're going to serve some time. You ain't sticky fingers no more. You go in and out them stores and you ain't ready to snatch no shirt no more. You ready? Can I pay for this? Let me pay for this. Quick. Let me pay for it. It's trying to attach itself. It's a difference. When you make up your mind, and the only way you can do it is to know that you have the mind of Christ. Knowing that you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you. Y'all, the word work. You just got to get into the word and recognize what the word has done on your behalf. So you no longer have that sin nature. Don't use that from a... You go another excuse. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You did it because you wanted to. But if you hadn't said this, I wouldn't have said that. No, you said what you said because you wanted to say it. Let's just be real. You doing what you're doing because that's what you want to do. Until you make up your mind not to do it, you're going to keep on doing it. I had an aunt, and this aunt that I had, she smoked cigarettes for years. And when she got born again, she said, I don't want to smoke these cigarettes no more. She said, I don't want them no more. But the more I say I don't want them, the more I smoke them. So I looked at her one day. I said, I tell you what, every time you pick up that cigarette to say, Lord, I thank you that you have freed me from this cigarette. I said, that's all I want you to do to say, Lord, I thank you. I said, because God know your heart. That does not mean that you're not saved. That just means that you got a habit That's coming against you because you have been doing it so long that that flesh had become so used to it. You can smell it. You can see yourself doing it. I said, just begin to lift your hands and give God glory that you are free from that nicotine. So she began to do that. 
on a daily basis. And she said, every time she done, it seemed like it got worse. I said, I don't care. Just keep doing it. Keep giving God glory that you're free from it. You don't go on what you see. You go on what the word of God is saying. So she kept doing it. And one day she came to me. She said, I don't want to be 99%. I want to be 100%. And she was just crying. And I said, God, know your heart. Just keep thanking him that you free from that nicotine. So one day we went to a service and this lady came up to her and she whispered in her ear. And I heard my aunt back there just screaming and hollering. I'm like, oh, Lord, what in the world wrong with this woman? She came up and she said, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. God heard me. The lady whispered in her ear. She didn't know this lady. She said, God has freed you from nicotine because God heard her heart. It's a heart thing. If your heart is right before God, whatever you're dealing with, you're not dealing with it no more because of that sin nature. You're dealing with it is because it has become a habit. It has become a part of your flesh. What the flesh want, what the flesh desire. But the moment your heart turned more to God than that addiction or whatever that's, that's grabbing hold to you, guess what? God hears your heart. He hear your cry and sooner than later, you don't want it no more. But we have to get into the word of God more than we getting into anything else. Let me ask you a question. If Pepsi or sodas is an addiction to you, why don't you grab the word every time you're grabbing that? Why don't you grab the scripture and meditate on that every time you're doing that? And I'm hearing this. I can't hold the Bible for shaking. Feel like I ain't going to make it. Feel like I'm going to be sick. I can't do it. No, you can't. But the spirit of the living God that's in you will raise up a standard. If you want that to happen. It's not about us. It's about living according to the new nature that's in us. And this is why I'm teaching this all over again. Because some of us say, you know, I'm born again. I have accepted Jesus. But when you say that, that's supposed to be a life change too. And the only way that there is a life change that people are seeing you live that holy life. You are holy, not because of you, but because of what Jesus done. But he said, be ye holy because I am holy. That means he wants you to live a set apart life. That's what holiness is. Sanctification, living a set apart life that's set apart from the world. That way people know you're not the same no more. And you don't have to tell them nothing. They see your lifestyle. They see your way of doing. You ain't hanging out at these parties. People ain't passing by your car and hearing a doom, 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 doom. They ain't hearing all that foul music no more. They ain't hearing all that. They're hearing stuff that bring life unto them and not death. So we're going to talk about this some more because it's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. But you got to have a made up mine amen okay i believe sister najina did you want to do your presentations tonight or another time you can grab this mic nope my husband reminded me is it on najina your mic Yeah, praise the Lord. I just have to give God praise for giving me a chance to come and do my presentations because it's been a long time in coming. Uh, We first started with. um, uh, We first started with what is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Christ. And then we went into who is God. We said that God is self-existence. God has no creator, but he's always existed. And we're taken to scripture, Psalms 90, verse 2. And it says, before the mountains were brought forth and the earth was formed, from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. And then we said that when you call two or three witnesses, and that's what we did in the Bible, 
we first called Moses. And in Genesis, he said, in the beginning was God. Yes, in the beginning was God. Then we called, uh, we called Isaiah, Isaiah 44 and 6. And he said, thus said the king of Israel and his redeemer, Lord of hosts. He says, wait a minute, because I know it. His redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no other. And then we called on John, John 1, verses 1 through 3. And it says, um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The scene was in the beginning. And it says, I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is exactly where it's going. It's said that nothing was made without, without him, nothing was made that was made because he is the one who created. And then the next, we went to, we also said that defending our faith, and when we defend our faith, we always have to do it with the word of God. So we go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. And it says, but sanctify your hearts. Always being ready to answer him. Always being ready to give an answer to he who would like to know what this uh, hope of glory is inside of us with meekness and with fear. Then we said in Proverbs Chapter 26, verses 4 through 5, is basically saying if we, first of all, we're not to debate the word, but if we give word, no, he said, if you stand there and exchange words with a fool, you become a fool just like them. And then we spoke about Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh is our provider. And we back that up with um, Genesis chapter 16, verse 22. What? No, I was going where uh, Abraham looked up, lifted up his eyes and saw 22. Okay, Genesis 22. There you go. And uh, in Genesis 22, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw a ram, ram caught in the thicket by his horns, and uh, it became the burnt offering instead of his son. And then Jehovah. Roy, R-O-I. That is Genesis 16. And in in Genesis 16, it was saying that uh, an angel appeared before Hagar and uh, said, you are with child, and his name shall be called Ishmael. Also, in that same chapter, uh, it goes down to show where Hagar built an built an altar, built the rock. She built something. <laughs> exactly. The God who sees me. Yes. Thank you. And then uh, there's more. Jehovah Rapha. 
Jehovah Rapha is the one who heals. And there's one in Psalms 47, verse 3. And there's one in Psalms 103, verse 3. And then there's one that I know. I think it's coming out of Exodus 15 and 26, where he said to, uh, if you follow his commandments, if you stick to his uh, statutes, that he will not put any of the diseases on them that he put on the Egyptians. And Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom is the Prince of Peace, and it comes from John 14, 27, and he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, but as he gives to you. Give me another one here. Jehovah Roha. In Jehovah Roha, it comes from Jehovah Roha is the Lord is our shepherd. And it comes from Psalms 23, verses 1 through 3. Okay, everybody know that one, right? <laughs> and then we go, then we go to um El Elyon. El Elyon is the most high God. And it comes from like Genesis 14. It's when uh, Melchizedek said it four time, three times that he was, that God was the most high God. And one of them he was saying, uh, thou art he said, blessed be Abram. Blessed be the son of the most high God. And then we have um, let me call one. Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Shema is God is there. God, my companion, and he is there. He is there. He is there. Give me one number. Give you give me a number I can keep going. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Our companion. Let me go to um, Jehovah Nice and then I'll get back there. And Jehovah Nisi, is, he is our banner. And it goes back, it goes to where um, Moses was at battle against the Amorites. And every time he put his arms down, they would lose the battle. And every time he held his arms up, they would win the battle, but when uh, he started getting rough in the battle and he couldn't hold himself up, Ur got on one under one arm and Aaron under the other arm, and they kept him up and they won the battle. 
Yes, I will. <laughs> I mean, she was out and she come back and look what she did with the help of the Lord. So I give God glory. God is good all the time. He is good. Amen. Do we have any, excuse me, Athea, who are you pointing at? Gloria? What's up with Gloria? Oh, she didn't give her presentation last time. Come on, Gloria. Y'all are helpers of one another. Look at there. I don't think Selena did hers either, did she? Uh, y'all didn't do y'all's either, did you? Okay, y'all know. Y'all know better. Y'all were out too, right? With the sin nature, right? Okay, okay, come on. We know the sin nature was where we were born into the world in sin. And um, it's that sin nature that drives us, that compels us to um, sin. And that uh, sin came into the world through Adam, Romans five twelve, And we know that as um, I remember when I was little, they used to like beat me a lot because I was so bad. And I would curse and lie and do all kinds of stuff. And they thought that they could beat that out of me, but they didn't realize that that was that sin nature in me. According to Psalms 58, 13, you know, children come out lying and parents can't figure it out. And 58, it's because 53, 53, right? 58, 53, 58, 3, 13. 58, 3. Hmm? 58, 3. 58, 3, yeah. And that's why, you know, parents try to figure it out and they don't really understand it is that them kids is born with a sin nature. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, um, Brother Willie Bryant, and, and just come on and have a seat, and then your lovely wife will come right behind you. Look at you. Look at you. You ready. Look at God. You ain't dragging nothing coming up here. Yeah, uh, we know that, <clears throat> we, know that uh, we was born with a sin nature. And, uh, and it compels us to sin. And also, uh, the scripture uh, tells us in Romans um, Roman 8, 1, that there is now no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus for the spirit, for, the, uh, for through Jesus Christ, the spirit of the law have set us free from the spirit of uh, sin and death. And also we know that uh, Romans 6.23 said that the wages of sin is death. And, uh, so, uh, and also we know that through one man, Adam, sin entered into the world. And through this, uh, another man, Jesus Christ, uh, we were set free from that sin nature. Okay, now tell me about the sin nature. What you learn about the sin nature? Uh, I learned that... Uh, I Sin nature, uh, like I said, we have been, once we received Christ, before we received Christ, you know, we was, uh, that nature, our sin nature, nature, you know, was, uh, was compelling us to just do all kind of sin, you know, we were just sinning. And once that we, now that we have received Christ, you know, we no longer have that sin nature. We have the nature of Christ. Amen. And, uh, we don't have to sin, you know, it's, uh, it's a choice, you know. Amen. That we make when we do sin. Thank you, Brother Will. Thank you, Deacon Will. Just, just take the mic to your wife. We were born with a sin nature. And a sin nature is a nature that impels us to sin, to do things against God before we got to know God. And what I really learned that shocked me was... When a baby come out of a mother's womb, they come out lying. <laughs> now, that just freaked me out there. But I thought about it. I had meditated on it, and I thought about me. When I was a little girl, because my grandma and granddaddy raised me, and I remember when I was about four years old, I used to go and run in the house and tell them, because they would make me go outside by myself. And I would run in the house, and I said, Granddaddy, Granddaddy, there's a snake out there. There's a snake out there. And he would come see, and every time I would do I would just kept lying to him and lying to him and lying to him. My granddaddy said, you the little lioness girl I ever seen. But now I understand why that was, because... When God 
first created the world and he created Adam and Eve, Adam is the one that brought sin into the world by being disobedient, listening to what the devil was telling his wife and the wife ate from the tree of knowledge and he had a choice not to listen to his wife but he chose to listen to his wife and I'm learning that's how sometimes me and Willie I can be telling him something right and he said I ain't listening to you but it be right you know what I mean I be telling him the word of God then sometimes he be telling me the word and I say I'm not going to listen to you and when we do that sometimes it brings me back to Adam and Eve (laughs) But um, I know that it's a choice. We can choose to do right or we can choose to sin. Because when we got to know Jesus Christ and we came to be one of his chosen children, then we no longer sin. Sin was done away with. It, that spirit that was on the inside of us, we became new in his spirit. We no longer had the sinful spirit, but it's up to us with the choice that we make, whether to sin or whether to not to sin, because when we were sinning, we didn't know no better. But when we got created and hooked up with God, and he came inside of us and started living on the inside of us. And when we got to know his word by getting in the word and our thoughts are his thoughts and our ways are his ways, then we wouldn't sin anymore. But I'm learning if I don't get in the word, like with a stronghold, I have two strongholds that's on me. And I get in the word and I be trying, but that's me. I be trying to do it myself and that's when I make a mess. But a stronghold is like a sin too, especially when it's causing you to sin against God, doing things that you don't need to be doing because it's not what God do. When I first got saved, I used to say, what would Jesus do? You remember that glory? When I first got saved and I would get into somebody would come up to me and say something to me and that, 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 voice on the inside of me and I would say what would Jesus do what would Jesus do what would Jesus do and that would calm me right down and I just know that I'm glad that I got this teaching because I used to wonder why I would lie and do things all the time but a lot of things we don't understand that when we do stuff we do stuff to get attention from others that can cause you to do bad things too when you want a mother's love or a boyfriend's love, a husband love. You do stuff because you're full of rejection. Being full of rejection is sin too when you're full of rejection because you get angry because you're being rejected or you be jealous of somebody else or you just, it's just a lot. So that's what I learned. Um, Sister Nice was saying while she was talking that you don't know to do right. You do know to do right. I know you didn't. That's why I'm correcting it. You do know to do right, but that sin nature in you because of what God say not to do, that sin nature compels you. It drives you to do what the commandment is telling you not to do. That's why God put the commandment in place so you will know you in the need of a Savior because you cannot save yourself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to have the deacons to come up for our offering, and then we're going to close out. Thank you, Jesus. Who did I skip? Selena. Everybody just telling on everybody. See, it's just like the Garden of Eden. Everybody telling on everybody. Selena said, y'all need to keep y'all mouth off me. I learned about sin nature, you know, sin has entered the world through one man. Um, that comes from Romans 5, 12, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, <laughs> Sister Nisi was saying something about, um, you know, what would God do? Oh. So this morning <laughs> I was at work and um, this lady came up to me. Um, I greeted her and, you know, everything was good. I got her stuff together. Before she left out, she said, well, I'm not glad. She said, okay, hold on. She said, I'm glad they don't hire people for their personality because you don't have one. And it took so much in me to not, you know, 
Well, anyways, I said, you have a blessed day. <laughs> That's all I could say because, you know, yeah, um, there's a scripture. Um, I think it's Psalms 51.5. Um, it says, create me a clean heart. Somewhat like that. Um, Creating me a clean heart, renew yes, the right that, spirit within and, me. Yes, that. Um, and I thought about that, and uh, it it just made me feel so much better because I was fit to tear that place. Let up. me let me explain that scripture. You're born again, right? You already have a clean heart. You already have the right spirit in you. You don't have to ask for that. David asked for that because he didn't have it. To God be the glory. Amen. But that scripture helps Selena. We give God glory because we have the deacons to come up. Is it Teresa now? Tamika. Tamia. 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 It's your turn. It's about, no, not quite. You got five minutes. Come on, baby. Come on. She says about. See, she didn't lie. She says about. She said, well, what am I supposed to say? When you pick up that mic and open your mouth, you're going to say exactly what needs to be said. You don't know, really? Do you know? Okay, well, turn on the mic and go ahead. All right. Um, sin nature is like um, what, like, compel you to sin. And um, I learned that, like, the sin nature in you die when you accept, like, Christ. And um, you become alive because, you know, sin is death or whatever. And um, the only reason... Like, sometimes you still want to do the same thing. is because you haven't renewed your mind. You don't know who you is fully in Christ. Is that all you know? Are you holding back? I'm scared. You're not scared. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. You can do all things through Christ who is strengthening you. Do you want your grandmother to come up and hold your hand? You got it? Okay, she says she's done. I'm not going to push you no more. Okay. We're ready for the offering. <laughs> everybody want to tell on everybody. Quisha, did you come up here? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you. And we will see you next week.